Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Get It Whacked, the Macclesfield Cricket Club podcast. Over the coming weeks and months, we intend to go behind the scenes of Max EC and meet some of the players and characters at the club. Find out some things about them you never knew, or most likely never wanted to know, and above all, hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Macclesfield Cricket Club is grateful for the continued support of our various sponsors. Today's podcast is sponsored by RRG Toyota. They have a large range of new and used cars to browse at your leisure and test drive at your convenience. Their team of experienced motor industry staff have a wealth of knowledge and will be happy to help you with finding the right car. Without further ado, I would like to introduce today's guest. Underpicked, underbold, underbatted, but never underappreciated. This man comes to us by way of the mean streets of Leicester, where, by all accounts, he played about as much cricket as he now does for Macclesfield. Widely regarded as a key contributor to the bar, this man can usually be found running commentary on a Saturday, entertaining those around him in the process. Often described as a lover, not a fighter, and especially when it comes to the Spanish, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Pete Langley. Langers, how are you? Very good, very good. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very, very good indeed. I'm uh, nice to uh, <laughs> nice to know you appreciated that introduction. Yeah, you know, multicultural me, so I, I really enjoyed it. Episode seven, though, we're, we're scraping the barrel. We haven't got any cricketers we can talk to. <laughs> well, it, you will notice, Langers, that it does say in the, in the introduction, uh, characters as well as cricketers. So um, I, I would consider you a man who probably falls into both of those categories, though, though maybe the former rather than the latter. Um, uh, you're flattering me. You're flattering me. I was, I was talking about the characters, <laughs> not the cricketers. But um, <laughs> any, anyway, moving swiftly onwards. Um, what do you do when you aren't playing cricket? And, and by playing cricket, I mean drinking and sledging people that are actually playing cricket. Yeah, good question. At the minute, I'm getting cabin fever, mate. So um, just doing working from home with Frankie, which is, as you can imagine, a bit of an experience. But if we weren't on lockdown, I'd, I'd be a PE teacher at uh, the private school in Macclesfield. Excellent. And um, other other than being trapped in a house with Frankie, how, how are you currently finding the lockdown situation? Uh, not too bad. It's, it's a bit difficult teaching people how to pick up cones uh, via a webcam. But, um, you know, our kids are quite intelligent, so they're getting the hang of it by now. Go on, sorry. No, I, I was about to dispute that statement, having, you know, captained and played cricket with a number of them. They're a select few, mate. They're a select few. That, thanks for clarifying. So, yeah, you were saying, teaching them. A bit, bit worried, to be honest, that... Uh, Joe Wicks might be putting me out of a job, but um, I just like to stress now that he is actually a, a fitness instructor. He's not a phys- physical educator. And do you, do you uh, do you consider yourself both of those things, or um, I'm a physical educator, definitely of the, mm-hmm. the highest regard. Um, and, and as you you alluded to, a, a top sledger and um, good drinker. I'd like to yeah, say. I would I would I would describe you as a keen supper. Um, yeah. And, yeah. But I, I think that's fair to say. Anyway, I mean, we've got to get on to some form of cricket, much as it pains me to talk sure. about your cricket. Uh, what would you say your earliest cricketing memories are? Well, I'll tell you one of my earliest memories, going to um, Grace Road, which is where Leicestershire play, as a, as a young kid, probably only five, six, seven years old, uh, with my grandma. And, and she told me, obviously, I'm a rugby player. She told me, you can't sing and shout and, and abuse people like you might be able to do at a rugby game. 
Um, but what she didn't know is it was it was one of the first T20 games that ever happened. Uh, so the atmosphere took her by surprise a little bit. But um, yeah, that was one of my first memories, really. One man and his dog watching Leicestershire play some kind of shortened format of the game. And would you uh, would you would you say your grandma was a, a, a sort of a keen sledger or a good drinker? <laughs> no, she wasn't. She I used to um, tell her that I'd noticed a bit of the sherry had gone missing and she used to say, how does he know that? So no, she wasn't. She wasn't a sledger. She wasn't really a drinker, but she liked to sherry, mate. She liked to sherry. Excellent. Um, and how long have you been involved uh, with Max CC? Obviously, as I said, you, you are from the mean streets of Leicester. So I am. Yeah. Um, so this is my fourth year in Macclesfield, my fourth academic year at the school. So I arrived right at the end of the summer, uh, the summer that we don't talk about, unfortunately, when, when they got relegated, the first team got relegated. So, so yeah, four, four, four years, four years. So would you say there's a direct correlation between your arrival and our relegation? You might have heard me hesitate when I was uh, explaining that. And that was the reason why I was hesitating, because you're sharp-witted, mate, and I knew that you were going to jump all over that. So I regret that. Let's cut that bit out, shall we? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not sure I've been described as, uh, as sharp-witted. I mean, a half-wit, maybe, but, um, but, but I'll, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so tell tell us about your experiences other than relegating the first team in in your almost first involvement. Uh, what what are you, what are your experiences so far? Oh mate, I love it. Um, it's the best beer garden in Macclesfield. I think I've heard it described multiple times. I owe the club a lot, really, from from coming here with uh, not really knowing anybody apart from guys that I work with. And now, you know, I'd happily go to the cricket club, as you well know, by myself and probably be the <laughs> The only person who arrives before anybody else and the only person who leaves after everybody else without actually touching a cricket ball. So I think that's a, that's a good, good, good uh, going by myself there, isn't it? I, I think it's, it's fair to say that you certainly put the hours in at the cricket club, um, but not necessarily in a way that impacts your cricket. Well, I mean, it would impact your cricket if you played after you, you know, sat on the the sidelines for a Saturday. I'd quite like to see that, actually. Uh, I'd probably improve. Um, whilst I, I do feel it's really important to talk about your uh, accomplishments off the pitch, I, I do feel like we should we should maybe cover a few of them on it as well. So, um, obviously, you've you've not been at Mac for too long, and 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 as such, have not played uh, too many games. But I will uh, just run over your your stats for what they're worth. That's it. Then you've done it, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you've played a total of fifteen games for Macclesfield. No way. 15. Yeah. 15 games for Mac and your uh, batting stats are as follows. Don't tell Tandy that. She'll be after some membership. <laughs> One season you played 10 games, so you, you're definitely over, oh over the God. social limit. Um, yeah, 15 games, 11 innings, one not out. I don't normally include that, but I will for you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you've, you. <laughs> you've, you've scored a grand total of 31 runs uh, oh, with, with a, highest, a highest of 15, which we will be absolutely coming back to in due course. Uh, you're, we'll to. <laughs> you're averaging a, a respectable 3.1. Um, and really pleasingly, Langers, you, you, have, uh, you have three ducks uh, from your 11 innings. So you're... Yeah. You're getting on for for thirty three percent duck rate. If I can just say, mate, you, you know, you you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and and, and that's that's how I carry myself on a cricket field. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes it looks like I'm batting with a sword, uh, and that probably contributes to the gross number of ducks that I've got there, which is slightly embarrassing. But nevertheless, after you've had the amount of alcohol I've had on a Saturday afternoon, it, it doesn't really matter, does it? I don't think. 
No, it's it's not important. I mean, I'm only doing this just to to, to um well, just because I'm an, a horrible bloke. Um, bowling, bowling. Let's let's talk. Now about we're talking. Now okay. we're talking. So, um, uh, all seasons you've you've bowled twenty five point one overs, and that point one. Oh my, oh my days, that's a heck of an over. Let's talk about that later. Um, you've 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 taken seven wickets for with a best of two for four. An economy rate of a not terrible 3.93, and your strike rate and average are actually reasonably respect uh, respectable. It's 21.5 strike rate and 14.1 average. So um, you know this this does aid aid in in your claim and no one else's that you are under bold. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> now I would, as I said, just like to talk about a couple of these games. Um, because I, I think it's it's quite important. There there are there are two that I would like to bring up. I'm I'm going to bring up the good if we can describe it as such first. Um, now this was a third team game, uh, one of the occasions where you had managed to talk yourself into a gig on a Saturday. Um, thus the bar suffered, I'm sure. Um, Macclesfield third team playing our local uh, rivals uh, as such, um, although not so much anymore because they don't play in the same league as us. Um, but yeah, lo- local club Langley. So Macclesfield 3s versus Langley 2s. Um, Mac- really good name. Really good name they've got. Excellent. Yeah, I not, genuinely not even thought about that. How prepared I am. Mac 3s posting 249 for 7 off their 45. Um, there was a very good debut 50 uh, from uh, a lad that you actually teach and coach, Josh Regendron. Um, that Correct, his- yeah, I remember it well. Senior debut 50. Uh, he batted very well. Got out to a chap called Dave Belfield, who we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, um, who by all accounts is around 115 years old and, and, and bowls what can only be described as the slowest grenade you've ever seen. Um, and and, and uh, another stalwart of the club, Stuart Alfie Garnet, uh, chipping in with 74. Um, and uh, one of our other youngsters, Zach Smith, also with a debut 50 that day, uh, 74. And I do remember him hitting some outrageous golf shots into the top of the trees. Um, yourself didn't really contribute greatly with the bat. You did avoid a duck. Well, you did, yeah. You, contribute. you, you did contribute. You got one. Um, and And you were bowled uh, by the grenades of uh, the 114-year-old Dave Belfield. Um, talk me through that experience of facing the slowest bowler in the world. You mentioned the word experience, Miles, and... You know, I envy you really because you've obviously played in Maxfield a lot longer than I have. And if you look at that scorecard, I think you'll have yourself down at 11 and you were nowhere near facing <laughs> Belly, as we'll call him. And, and I, I wondered why, because you are a bowler, but you do like to have a bat. And I thought, this isn't right. What's going on here? And I found out why, because striding out to the crease after I think he just got Josh out. In fact, we just had drinks. I remember it quite clearly and, and he was warming up belly. He was, I think he got some WD-40 out or something like that. Probably borrowed it off Tony Moore's. T- Timo does not need WD-40. Anyway, um, we digress. Uh, and both myself and and you were, were saying to um, Josh, watch the ball, watch the ball and watch it again because this guy bowls backwards. And Josh, <laughs> being quite a confident cricketer, was sort of looking at us like, yeah, all right, mate, whatever. Yeah, of course, I'll just crack on. I'm on 57. Like, what do I need to worry about? Do you remember the last thing I said to Josh? What do you want for tea? 
no what, what i we you we were both coaching him through that as you said but the last thing i said to josh was whatever you do don't play a cross battered shot to belly oh yeah 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 this is a king's boy we're talking about here mate so you have to bear that in mind uh, so josh is he uh, belly's come into bowl off a mammoth two and a half steps i think yeah about that i actually umpired in that game and he bowled a no ball and was very angry that I called it as a no ball. So Josh has seen this ball going down leg side. He's watched it. He's listened to us. He's waited once. He's waited twice. But we told him to wait three times. He didn't wait for the third one, did he? No. He swung, tried to sweep. And he's a good sweeper. He's been coached by me, so he's a good sweeper. He tried to get it swept. And it's, he's played the shot on Monday. And the ball's arrived on Thursday. Hit the back of his bat. and just landed in the wicketkeeper's hands and nobody knew how it happened apart from belly that's the magic of belly i don't think we need to talk about my innings do we no no we 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 really do um so thank you for setting up the, the prowess of belly um and as much as josh josh got a well-made 57 and and, and jibbed frankly what would have been a, a very good hundred um because he should have got one um Yes, going back to your innings, one and out, bold Dave Belfield. Yeah, but you've got to bear in mind that after me in the innings, we had Zach, we had Brad. You know, there's there's some there's some good young cricketers coming through there, and you know they're giving up their Saturday. I'm I'm selfless. I'm selfless. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'll just get one to not add to my three ducks, and and then just crack on. No, he 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 was so slow. I told myself, don't try and pull this. Don't try and pull this. And similar to Josh, but uh, Belly got this one straight. So um, I've been got out by better bowlers than him, and I'll probably get be uh, dismissed by much worse bowlers. So let, let's talk about Josh's innings. What an innings that was! <laughs> well coached, bloody well coached. Yeah, he, he's he's a fine young cricketer, and um, yeah. So anyway, getting back to it, Mac uh, Mac three is posting two four nine for seven off forty five. Now, in reply, uh, Langley, who who do have actually um, uh, a couple of uh, batsmen in their top order that that have scored a lot of runs, um, and at, a, at a, also a reasonable standard, much better than you know third team at Mac or, or second team at Langley. Dave Gregory, for instance, who's who's still playing Cheshire over fifties, uh, for instance, he opened the batting. Um, and and was out fairly cheap and and Rich Hughes who's also a, a you know played plenty of first team cricket for for Langley uh, we got him uh, fairly cheaply I won't say who who got them um, <laughs> or how because uh, I'll be talking about myself um, anyway uh, what what did happen was we we uh, we sort of fairly rattled through them after we got their their top three out um, and then. Uh, you know, a few of their youngsters were in who who didn't stick around for too long. And then they had a couple of guys down the innings uh, who also were, you know, uh, players, frankly, capable of, of of stitching it. And and I think the big stitch was on um, to, the, to the tune that they were actually at one stage at 105 uh, for eight off. Um, off about 35, 40 overs. So they, they were really looking to stitch this game out. And um, somehow, um, me having frankly exhausted every other bowling option almost oh, on, the, on the pitch, oh, um, 
<laughs> no, it's not. I uh, at least another two bowlers out there. Well, there was yeah, good counting. I I I turned to yourself. I have no idea what persuaded me to do this, frankly. I think I persuaded you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I probably faced about 35 overs of you saying, come on, mate, give me a bowl. I'm under bowled. I'm underappreciated. Let me on. The the public were probably amassing around the edge of the pitch. They were. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. The, the scene was set um, and, and one Pete Langley receives the ball. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you take it away, mate. Tell, tell us what you did. I'll tell you what, Miles, I'll be quite honest. Very rarely when I play cricket, because I know what my ability is, which isn't boasting, believe me. For once, I actually felt quite nervous because, not because we were going to lose the game, but because I'd been badgering you. And I think it was for about five overs. Look, come on, let's try something different. Let me have a go. I'll bowl stumps to stumps at about three miles an hour. <laughs> and, and let's just see what happens. If, if I go for 36, they're still not going to win the game. How many, no. how many balls were left? Can you remember? It was um, getting a bit nervy. Yeah, there, there were. I, I reckon when you came on, there were only six or seven overs. There were probably th- three, three, three or four overs from your end at, at max, yeah. uh, at best. So it was, it was getting tight, and they, they really were on for the stitch. Um, and as I said, they, they had a cu- couple of their old, older blokes down innings who, who are more than adept at, at, at seeing it off. So it was getting tense. So it was tense, and I was nervous. But I've stepped up, and my my run-up is probably double the double bellies, four <laughs> steps. I've come in and I've let go of this ball and I thought, oh my God, that is disgusting. And he's middled it to probably one of our best catchers in the team. Who, none other. Who did it go than, to? None other than Skip. And Skip's grabbed it. And I swear, you turned around and the look on your face to see me smiling at the other end that I'd got a wicket with my first ball. Oh, yeah. God, I caught it, didn't I? Almost to say I told you so, Miles. But, you know, it eased the nerves. Let's just say that. So I bowled a few. What did I bowl? Two overs in the end. 2.1 overs. Important. Another 11 balls. And I remember the end of the second over, we still need this wicket and there's only two overs left. Or something. Let, me, let me bring Josh Regendron back on or something. There's someone who's actually going to threaten knocking the bales off the stumps. Um, and I, was, I think, I was, no, come on, mate. I've got the, I've got the wicket. Let me have a go at Belly. This is what the crowd have paid to see. Me <laughs> versus Belly. And they had, they were, how many were there? There were probably about seven watching. Oh, um, at best. At best. No, there were, there were quite a few. I mean, I reckon 20 or 30 people, which, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the broad daylight doesn't seem a lot. But for a, for a, a Macclesfield 13 game, that's, that's a reasonable number. Well, probably the, the uh, prima donnas of the first team had been skittled or something. So they were probably all watching anyway. Very they? likely. Yeah. So I've come up against Belly and I've, I've, I've eyeballed him from the top of my run up and he can't see a bloody thing past his eyes anyway. So it wasn't really trouble. But yeah, I think I bowled him um, and, and it erupted on the sideline and it erupted around the boundary with laughter more than <laughs> sort of applause, which disappointed me. That, that really hurt my ego, to be honest. And, there's not much of my ego left, mate. It's hard. It's hard. Well, I, I do remember. I've forgotten that I caught. Because uh, I, I remember now being sort of equally annoyed and pleased at the same time. But it is fair to say that much as it, it, it pains me, you, you did win us the game. Um, and a very oh. and a very important twofer. Um, Wait till I see uh, Josh Regendon and Alfie, 57 and 74, and, and you said I won the game. Wait till I see you. <laughs> can we get that framed 
Is there an award for winning the game with two wickets? There should be. There is. And I think a certain Huminda Froggy Mathuru might have something to say uh, uh, to you about uh, twofers, um, as he is a man that does love a twofer and, and also won us, won us the game of the last game of the season, uh, this season, or rather last season. Anyway, I... Let's put it to the vote. Let's put it to the people. Let's put it to the masses. Me versus Froggy. We'll have a bowl off. Yeah, exactly. Let's have a bowl off. Um, anyway, moving swiftly onwards from from a positive, I, d- I do want to focus on uh, one of your <laughs> other uh, achievements um, for, for, for what it's worth. And this is another game that I was uh, fortunate or un- unfortunate enough to, to play uh, with you. Um, and this was another game from the 2018 uh, season. And this is Macclesfield's threes versus Wilmslow. Uh, second team, uh, Wilmslow won the toss and elected to bat, and they scored 152 for eight. And I'm just checking over. I think importantly, uh, I think I was right. You you didn't bowl, so that's that's the first tick in the box. Although looking at it, yeah, you know, I, I don't think there would have been been cause for you to bowl. We obviously kept them to a, an, an under under par score, um, 152 for eight i don't think you're in, involved in the scorecard anywhere no catches no i think you probably just just sledged everybody uh, most of me when i was bowling i fancy do you know that was a really good uh bowling performance actually because they had that fella who should be playing about 17 divisions higher than he is uh y- I think, young wackar <laughs> yeah i think you you got him pretty cheap i reckon and that was a yeah that was a big wicket i did and unbelievably uh they gave him out lbw um which, uh, for those that don't know, at this standard of cricket, we umpire ourselves. Um, and generally, uh, teams <laughs> don't give a lot of LBWs unless it's hitting the, the middle of middle. Um, and especially given that the rest of their, their batting lineup was so uh, fragile, to say the least, this is a guy that scores five or six hundreds every year and, you know, sticks 800 runs on the board uh, and, and is far too good. <laughs> Big fish, small pond, as I think I kept shouting at him the second time we played them that season. It didn't stop him getting 111, but it yeah. made me feel better. Uh, good, good. Um, <laughs> no, he, uh, yeah, it, we, we did get him out cheap. Um, but no, they, they probably posted an, an, an underpass score. And in reply, uh, Mac, um, as was the case for our third team that season, went about trying to lose the game uh, as best we could. Um, the only sort of really key contribution i would say was uh chris flint with uh, another 50 avoiding 45 um max scraping themselves along uh to a hundred and sort of 20 odd which which brought yourself uh batting at a, at a questionable eight to the crease it is questionable it is questionable you're it right is. I, should definitely, I should definitely be in the top five <laughs> let, let, well, no, let's have a look at this hang on a second I've got this up on my laptop. Ian Kenny, fair enough. Jack Marshall Platt, lovely lad. Goes to Kings. He deserves to be up there. Linty's obviously top scored. Frankie Barker. Frankie, <laughs> I'll play one game a season. I'll play one shot, right? He should not have been in that top four. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm not going I'm, I'm to disagree with you, but you will also see that... Um... I'm a passionate cricketer. I'm a you'll, passionate cricketer. You'll also see that Ed Strong batted six in that game, so that probably does say a lot about our <laughs> batting that day. Um, anyway, you, you were in at eight and a, and had got a few, and then both both the next two batsmen below you, Tom Morgan and Tony Moores, for once, uh, were undone um, 
and, and got out, leaving us in a little bit of bother with a bit to do. Um, so myself strode out, propping up the, uh, the innings again uh, from number 11 to, to join you at the crease. And um, I remember having a little chat with you one we'd, we'd we'd rotated the strike a little and, and you got from seven to to 15 and i've got from naught to five uh, probably sweeping everything um and and the chap that had got most of the wickets uh around you and above you and below you was was a guy called mo Faisal, who is a very very good bowler a keen operator and, and takes bags of wickets every year and i remember specifically the conversation i had with you which was langer's you and I can do a job here. There's a game to win. Five overs. We're both we're both set now. Five overs to go. Let's see off Mo, right? Let's see off Mo, and uh, and we'll take it home because they've got nothing else. Um, what 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 are your overriding memories of that conversation? Well, you know, I'm a PE teacher, mate. I don't like being told what to do, so <laughs> <laughs> I completely disregarded what you said and went out to win it with a. How many did we need? 16 yeah yeah we didn't need a lot well i'm gonna pick one fault in in your in your uh, anecdotal evidence there and that's that i definitely hit this fella for three boundaries so we didn't really rotate strike because i only scored 15 so where the other three runs came from i've no idea probably some little edgies something maybe a leg by that i managed to get frankie to call as a as a run or something like that because he was umpiring at the other end but... oh, he, he can't have been umpiring he doesn't know the rules no oh no no ah this is a great story. He okay. was at square leg because the ball before I got out, they bowled me around the legs, but it was a waist high, no ball. And I turned around and looked at Frankie and he didn't, he didn't know what to do. And I said, that was a waist high, no ball. And he put his arm out and said, yeah, it was a no ball. And they went absolutely mental. Can you remember? Yes, I do remember. And, and I think... And then I I think after that game, I decided that Frankie would never, ever umpire again because he doesn't know the rules. Um, yeah. And to umpire. It is hard to umpire and play Crazy Birds on your phone at the same time. <laughs> Was it not to talk about Frankie because God knows he's going to do enough about that when he's on the podcast himself. Yeah, but you know, because you do these interviews by Zoom and Zoom's only got a 40-minute limit, limit, hasn't it? So well, getting the- Frankie on there is going to be a bit of a problem, I the issue is that actually I, I have the, uh, an upgraded version of Zoom for, for work. So it's a 24-hour meeting time limit. So Happy days. Yeah, he can, he can go for broke. I think probably what I'll do is I'll just start the recorder, put the, can, yeah. put the cans down and, and go and cook dinner and come back and he'll still be going. Anyway, I do, um, I do remember. And it, yeah, they, they went crackers. Um, yeah. But you, so were, me, you were bowled off me, a, a waist high fully. Yeah, me, me being uh, the ultimate sort of professional uh, sort of you know sportsman that I am, wanting everything to be fair, then decided that the next ball I was uh, I was going to do due diligence. Is that a word? Have I just made up a word? What did you say? Due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah, you, you well, you didn't do your due diligence, uh, but you may you may have felt like you did. Ah. Uh, no, I'm just getting a bit confused, which is actually what happened at the time. Got a little bit confused. Mate, that's the most gutted I've ever been playing cricket because, I, as I have said, and this isn't blowing my trumpet, I had already hit him for three three boundaries and thought, right, this is going to be easy. 16 runs in however many overs we've got left. We can easily do this. And just, lot, just lots of concentration, did what all the good players do, mate, and just forgot to tell myself to watch the ball, 
uh, and that's 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 the end of that. I got bowled. And that was the end of the game. What you did is is you had a bloody great big swing across the line and got cleaned up, and um, and I was absolutely furious with you. Uh, and I, I remember I I stayed furious with you for about five and a half seconds, uh, and then remembered we were playing third team cricket. Um, and I should get a life. Um, no, <laughs> you, did, you did. You did disappoint me. You did let me down. However, it wasn't all in vain um, because. Uh, oh no! Wait, we lost to them when we played them at our place as well. Uh, yeah, weren't you captain in that game? No, I think I was captain the season after because it was definitely. Oh no, this game was it. This game was at Macclesfield. Well. I'm pretty sure you you presided over uh, another defeat. I captained, I captained the game against Wilmslow away uh, and we literally got pumped by Wakar, what's his name? Uh, Malik. Malik. And that, that's the game I'm talking about where I was asking him if he had nothing better to do with his Saturday than to hit the balls that I was bowling into a cemetery for one of our young pups to go and fetch for me because I'm to be honest, far too high quality of player to go and fetch the ball that I've bowled. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what actually reassured me because I like to think of myself as a little bit of a cricket tactician. I often have some really good conversations with Caleb about cricket. Um, and my ability lets me down and I know that, but I think my brain does work. But I turned around to Timo, who is, Timo is my cricket hero. I'm not even joking. Like, the stuff that that guy can do with a cricket ball is unreal. And people will think I'm, I'm winding you up now by saying this, but he is my cricket hero in terms of grassroots cricket. I turned around to him after I, because I, I brought myself onto bowl because I was captain. So you know, there's no one to stop me. So I must have bowled about 13 overs that day. Uh, <laughs> doesn't stop me every week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you take wickets. Um, but I turned around to, to Timo and said, Timo, what? what what are we going to do to get this guy out who's just hitting the ball out of the ground? I think I sort of went against all of my own cricket immorals and had everybody on the boundary and he was still hitting it over the boundary for six. And Timo went, well, I was out of ideas about two or three ideas ago, Langer, so you're not doing too bad. And at that point, I just thought, do you know what, let's just have a bit of a laugh and run in, not bowl the ball and just try and wind him up. But it didn't work. It didn't work. He, he absolutely panned it. Fair play to him. Good. The only the only way you're getting him out is is by putting nine men in the trees, uh, let alone on the edge of the boundary. He he does hit a very very long ball. Um, thanks for being a good sport and and talking us through uh, a couple of your you know Macclesfield performances. Um, low lights. <laughs> low, low lights. Looking looking back over some of your your, your formative uh, cricket and your, and your stats, I I, I realise that you played uh, for for another club called. Gumley CC. Now, the first question I have is, where on earth is Gumley Cricket Club? Mate, Gumley is so backward that they are inside Leicestershire, but they play in the Northamptonshire leagues because basically <laughs> the Leicestershire leagues won't have them. Um, it, it, it is a proper village cricket club. I've told guys at, the, at Mac about this before. They have a road that goes through the pitch, and I'm talking on the edge of the fielding circle. Not, not you know, a road that just cuts the corner of the boundary. I've seen a couple of grounds like that. This road, in fact, any any idiot that is actually listening to me talk, because they've probably all fallen asleep, any idiot that is listening, Google 
Gumley Cricket Club, G-U-M-L-E-Y, and have a look at that road that goes straight through the middle <laughs> of the ground. But <clears throat> it, on a nice day, mate, to be fair, it is a beautiful place to play cricket. They don't have any electricity, though. So hopefully, you know, finish well before it gets dark. Otherwise, you, you know, you shout. Well, no, no, you're not even showering. They don't have showers. It's a proper village cricket club. Oh, God. So village. I didn't, I didn't play as a kid, you see. I didn't play as a junior. So I sort of started working at a college in Leicester. And one of my best mates now, he, he was a really good cricketer, a really good cricket player. And we basically had time to kill in the summer because I'm a teacher. And, uh, you know, I self-taught with, with his guidance. So going to this club, Gumley, I didn't know any better. And I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose. Why would you have electricity at a cricket club uh, to make a cup of tea? So, yeah, I mean, it, I learnt my trade there. I, I took that league by storm, mate, because, well, I took the team by storm. I was the only one who had five fingers on each hand. <laughs> uh, and I, I reckon I would be classed as overseas because I, I lived in a different postcode. But, um, they had, I'm not joking, they had seven pickerings. The pickerings, they were called. The bloody right. good cricketers. Um, but they were uncles and nephews and, and sons and brothers and they'd be, uh, what's the bowler's name? You don't want to ask that, mate. It's, anyway, but yeah, yeah, I played for Gumley and I enjoyed it, despite the fact that we couldn't even get promoted out. The, we wouldn't Division 10, Northamptonshire Division 10, five seasons in a row, but we couldn't go into Division 9 because we had a road going through the middle of the ground. I'm not joking. And I can hear you laughing, but I'm not even joking. There's a sign at the end of each boundary. So if you're, say, um, go around the fielding circuit, obviously it doesn't go behind the bowler's arm. It goes lengthways. Yeah. One says, um, please wait for the end of the over. This sign, like a sandwich board sign, uh, wait for the umpire to wave you across at the end of the over. So you, Innocently, you get um, you know Doris from from the next village who doesn't even know what cricket is. Just drive straight through the match as it's happening. It's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And oh, it, I won't slag it off. I loved it. I loved it. But it, it was it was village village cricket, absolute village. Good. Well, thank you for that uh, in depth look at a place I hope I never go to. Um, I I just want to focus on your stats. Uh, you, you you had uh, four recorded seasons. Sorry, four seven recorded seasons. Um, seven. Gumley, yeah, two thousand and nine Christ. to two thousand and fifteen. Um, two thousand and eleven, wow. you played nineteen games. Um, anyway, so you played thirty seven games, uh, twenty nine innings, four not outs, uh, with a highest score of forty eight not out. I bet that was open in the batting. It, you average nine um, and 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 six ducks. So my maths isn't good enough. But uh, Rule, rules is rules. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. I'm only going to play one way. It, true. I, I saw it firsthand as we've we've just informed everyone. Bowling. Let's have a look at that. So no, nine, I didn't really bowl. I don't think I really bowled for those guys, did I? Ninety nine overs, uh, 15, 15 wickets with a best of three for twenty five. Um, an economy rate of five. So you obviously did go the distance a, a little bit. Now, as much as you've just regaled us with, with what a lovely place Gumley is, I've, I've got a couple of games I, I just want to touch on. Uh, the, f- the first is, is the game that you got 48 not out in. Uh, so I'm going to butcher some of these names and players. Loddington and Morsley Cricket Club. Uh, Loddington and Morsley, correct. They're, they're our local rivals. 
Right. Um, they they won the toss and elected to bat in. Why Divi- would they do that? In Division Ten of Northamptonshire Cricket League, as you said, this is from two thousand and twelve. Uh, they won the toss and elected to bat and were promptly bundled out for eighty seven uh, in thirty six point two overs. Are you looking at that scorecard now? I am. Yes. Count count for me the amount of Pickerings in that season. <laughs> ben Pickering, Alan Pickering, Jack Pickering, Jolly Pickering, <laughs> Dennis, Jerry Pickering. J- Dennis Pickering. Uh, that is an absolute train wreck if you're a scorer, isn't it? Um, important thing to say is you didn't bowl that day, um, but you did take you did take a catch. Uh, it was Emily Starr uh, bowled. Dennis Pickering caught. Peter Langley. Um, uh, anyway, moving swiftly onwards, Logdington and Morsley bowled out for 87. Um, in reply, Gumley CC uh, deployed, and I say the word deployed, and I think that's a, it's a, it's a reasonable context to use the word, deployed yourself in the opening berth with one Ben Pickering. Um, and you managed to, to, to bag yourself 48 not out. Um, Please tell me about that. Well, do you know what? If I'd have hit a six with the last ball, I'd have been 50 not out. And that is that is my one regret in cricket, that I couldn't quite muscle it bottom hand to the boundary from, I think, Emily Starr. No, it might not have been at that point. It might have been some young little whippersnapper. But let, let me tell you why I opened the batting. Basically, because they had nothing on the board for a start. That was reason one. And two... Gumley was so backwards, as I've already said, they didn't have any covers. And over the hills and on the horizon, we could see rain coming. And they, these guys in this team, these pickerings, like they're textbook batsmen. They have been taught how to play cricket by their dad, by their granddad, by their great-granddad. And they're all high elbow and follow-throughs and, and timing. So as awful. you know, you know, with me, I, I don't bat like that. <laughs> I'd love to, but, but I don't. So I genuinely think I probably got those 48 runs in 30 balls maybe because Jolie who was captain said mate do me a favour crack on with it we, we need maximum points from this game because we need to finish top of the league that we can't get promoted from because we've got a road going through the pitch um, before it rains because if it rains if it rains at Gumley, the game's off because the, the cows come onto the pitch and everything it's, I'm not even joking I, I, we should play a tour game against Gumley. We should play a tour game against Gimbley. Do the cows come down the road? <laughs> yeah, they do. I'm not even joking. Uh, I'm looking for a name on that score sheet. I can't see it. He didn't play it. There's a lad called Jack Handy, and he was. Uh, and he used, we, even if he was not batting, say he was scoring, we used, if the cows came near the boundary, we'd be like, Jack, Jack. And he'd go into the changing room that had no electricity, get a stump, and he'd go and chase the cows away with a stump because it was his granddad's cows. So he was the only one who could communicate with them or something like that. I can't quite remember. Why Why, did, anyway, he, why did he need why, a stump to communicate with the cows? I don't know, mate. I can't communicate with a cow, can I? Uh, that's a very good point, yeah. How How have we gone? This is, this is my problem in cricket. How have we gone from me scoring a magnificent 48 not out to talking about cows. Ordinarily, I would say the root cause of anything to do with cows is Dave Bostock, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, because he is an unconfirmed cow toucher. Um, but he's not here, uh, and he's also not part of this conversation, so I can't even blame him. Um, but let's just say it's Bozzy's fault. Fair? Yeah, let's blame Bozzy. Okay, if fine. in doubt, blame Bozzy. Yeah, 
good. Um, so yeah, but Pete Langley uh, uh, helping Gumley Saturday eleven to ninety for one off thirteen point two, with to win the league with a disgusting forty eight not out. The other game I'd like to talk about is uh, is a little bit more of a, an interesting one uh, from Gumley um, Gumley's perspective. There's a bit more bit more uh, involvement in the game. So this is against Dunton Bassett Cricket Club Sunday 11. And this is Gumley Sunday 11 from the 31st of July 2011. Um, Gumley won the toss and elected to bat um, and, and shoved themselves 227 for eight off 40, which is a decent score. Um, I think of that, that standard of cricket, especially if you're, you're playing on pitches with roads and, and no covers and, and whatever else you, you probably have to not the me- <laughs> Let's just clear this up. Not the metaphorical road. Everyone would like to bat on a road. <laughs> We're talking the A603, mate. Came straight through Gumley Cricket. Anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Carry on. No, it's fine. Um, so in reply... Dunton Bassett, I can't stop saying that, it's so funny. Um, Dunton Bassett um, needing uh, 228 to win. Um, they 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 got off to um, a decent start uh, from one of their players uh, as their opener. And captain Aaron Smarley <laughs> got 84. Um, however, he was removed from proceedings by a certain Peter Langley, who quite unbelievably, as far as I'm concerned, opened the bowling. Firstly, how much did you pay your captain? And, and secondly, what on earth were you doing opening the bowling? I suppose the beauty is you don't know the other names in that team. So I think I, I, think I was late to, late to tea, so I had the least tea. So they just said, Langers, we're a bit, we're a bit stuff, mate. Do you fancy opening the bowling? Sunday cricket, yeah, good. I'll give it a go. Sure, you know me, mate. I'll do what the captain. Yes, that is true. Um, somehow you you helped yourself to uh, three for twenty five off six overs. Um, unfortunately, Gumley did not win the game as Dunton Bassett uh, knocked it off. Um, 228 off 27 overs uh, for four wickets. However, three of those wickets were yours. You had uh, the aforementioned opener. Uh, out for 84 um, and you also got a lad who batted number four a clark you got a hundred um but was caught off your bowling i assume it went straight straight up the chimney did it i do actually think it was an absolute screamer of a catch nothing to do with my bowling <laughs> i think it was a kid a kid at gully with bucket hands who just like, took his finger out his nose and, and caught it pretty quick but yeah it was nothing to do with my bowling but you did get the other opener out for two, LBW. So uh, obviously friendly friendly rules, or did you have umpires? So yeah, it's actually quite a, a funny story. I, I do remember that game. Um, as you've already mentioned, I managed to pick up three three wickets, so that one lives long in the memory. But um, we were chasing leather for a bit, and I managed to get the, the, I managed to get the opener out, caught between the wicketkeeper's pads. <laughs> uh, and there was a bit of a discussion going on whether, whether that was out or not. And, it was out, but you know we've been we've been chasing leather for a while, so I was quite emotional at that point in time. Um, and then earlier than that, the the earlier wicket I took was their wicketkeeper, and it hit him, and it must have been missing missing another set of stumps down leg side. And I've turned around as a joke and gone, "How's that?" And this young this young lad, because it was Sunday cricket, is is giving him out. 
and and the wicketkeeper is like hurled his bat across the boundary. Sunday cricket, like I almost felt like calling him back because I thought that was a cheeky appeal that I never intended on getting him out. It was just a sort of sarcastic appeal. Anyway, 107 runs later from Clarkey, I was regretting deeply appealing for that LBW because I'm pretty sure we'd have won the game if we didn't take another wicket. But this guy came in and horned it um, <laughs> and, and I paid the price. But he didn't horn me because I only went for 25 runs. So just let that be a lesson. Appeal for one that's not out as long as you're going to take yourself off straight away afterwards. So... You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, words, words of wisdom from a, a literal cricketing legend. Um, Langer's uh, fair to say there's there's been some uh, some gems in there. Um, moving uh, moving swiftly onwards, I'd, I'd just now like to take you to uh, to the to the final part of the podcast, which is as as we all know by now the quick fire questions. Um, so I say this every episode. Every episode we never do it. Let's uh, let's try and keep it short and sweet. And snappy okay. like a crocodile. Okay. So, nickname Langers. Left or right handed? Right. Bat or bowl? Bowl, but you won't let me. Fair. Fielding position? Um, quite like fielding, but mid on. Excellent. Test or T20? Test match every day of the week, literally. Best cricketer you've played with? Timo. Timo. Sorry, that was meant to be quick by Timo. Tony Moores. Excellent. Yeah. Fastest bowler you faced? Uh, Angus Thompson. Messiest in the dressing room? Peter Langley. <laughs> You're the first person that's named themselves. Well done. Longest in the shower? The longest in the shower is definitely Khaled. Uh, shortly followed by Frankie Barker. First thing on your plate at teas? <sighs> Salad. Well, that's a flat-out lie. Drink of choice? Uh, lager. Takeaway of choice. Uh, Margaret's Mandarin House takeaway on Core Street. <laughs> she's she's featured so much in this. It's ridiculous. Dance move of choice. Sprinkler. Oh, the sprinkler. Circa what? Two thousand and ten ashes was it? Yeah, uh, t- uh, nine maybe. Twenty, wasn't it? Yeah, true. Uh, Three dream dinner guests. Who are they? Tom Tudor, Andy Bradshaw, and probably the Dalai Lama. Okay. Can I clarify that you are not allowed to take earplugs? Would you like to uh, change your answers? Yeah, I mean, Tom Tudor's a bit of a boaster, isn't he? So I'll take him out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll pop in... um, Tom Carter, because he's got long levers so he can go to the bar for us. Oh, very good. Excellent. They're, they're three of the, the most bizarre uh, d- dream dinner guests we've ever had. Um, Langer's aims for this season, if we get any cricket, and, and next season. <laughs> without, without quoting Bozzy too much, my aim is just to enjoy watching cricket more often than not. Um, personally, though, hopefully I'd have been coaching the school team, but... Um, I like I like those to be unbeaten at home. I like home to be a bit of a fortress. The front mm-hmm. field, you've been, you've been to the front field a couple of times, once or twice, yeah. Um, so I like yeah, I like my teams to try and be unbeaten at home. Obviously, that depends. Normally, where do you play? Manchester Grammar School, home or away? But um, 
so yeah, just enjoying watching cricket. I'd really love it if you're there watching cricket. That'd be good. Like I said, first there and last to leave, and it doesn't look likely though at the minute, does it? Well, who knows? If we, if we all keep uh, keep dreaming, hopefully we'll get some. If not, we'll we'll just have to uh, drown our uh, sensory sorrows with with the podcast. Langers, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, any closing remarks? Um, I've been waiting for this moment to be honest, because I've been in the back pages back pages of the Maxfield Express quite a lot recently. So that makes a difference from being in the front pages. But thank you very much for having me. Uh, I'm sure in episodes eight, nine, ten, you can find much more accomplished cricketers than me. My my recommendation would be get Timo. Get Timo, maybe get Timo and Steve and Joe Moores. <laughs> I I certainly um, want to have Tony Moores on the podcast. My only concern is whether or not he can navigate the the technological uh, requirements. Um, however, um, it, it will be my great aim to get him on the podcast. Bostock plays with cows. If he can negotiate the internet, surely Timo can. That is true. Um, and, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, anybody else you, you want to send a bit of flack to? Um, yeah, like I was saying earlier, when you, when you get the house of cricket on, just put Frankie on a word limit or something. Um, that would be handy. Um, that's about it, really. You know, when you put on the spot, you, you can't really... Well, I think my my idea for um for and once you mention the House of Cricket podcast, we we are going to have uh the 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 boys from from the old school um House of Cricket or the the Beach House um on uh in one of the next episodes. So that would be uh Dave Bostock, Khalid Sawaz, Frankie Barker, and Mister Nick Burtis. Um, what a team! What a to, team! To talk about uh to talk about uh the old days um but my idea was to just simply mute frankie and not tell him yeah that would be outstanding yeah i, th- I think that's probably what i'm going to go for um langers thanks so much absolutely hey, fantastic. Thanks for having me. and we'll speak soon